This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3014 for Thursday the 20th of February 2020. Today's show is entitled A Headless Raspberry Pi Streaming Radio. It is hosted by John Culp and is about 18 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is I use a Raspberry Pi to make a streaming radio device for my pillow speaker. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. everybody, this is John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana, and I'm going to talk to you today about uh, a recent project that I've done that I'm very, very happy with, and uh, it has to do with a Raspberry Pi, and I know a lot of HPR people use Raspberry Pis for all kinds of different things, so hopefully this will be of some interest. Uh, this morning, I'm at the office. I've I finally got a little bit of time to do this. Actually, what I'm doing is I'm procrastinating because what I should be doing is grading the exams that I gave yesterday in my music history class, but I don't want to do that yet. So I'm here on a Saturday morning recording an HPR episode before I try to do a little bit of grading. I don't think the students really expect to have the grades posted until Monday anyway, so I've got a little bit of time. Um, so to start off with, I'll talk about the, the issue that I want to address and that is, um, for years, for years and years, I've liked to have some kind of music or audio going while I sleep at night. And um, when I was in, I don't know, high school, college, what I would do is if I had a bedroom to myself, I would just turn on the stereo and play either tapes on loop or the radio or something. And um, as I, you know, after I got married, I had a spouse who does not like to have anything going in the bedroom at night, you know, any, any kind of audio. She doesn't like that. And so what I, I found at one point, uh, a device called a pillow speaker that somebody was marketing and I bought it and it, it's just a, a stereo mini plug on one end that goes into a, um, it's like a, some, a couple of speakers enclosed in cloth. It was stereo and it would just slide under your uh, pillow and you could lie down on your, on your pillow and you could hear it, but your um, partner in the room could not. And that worked very well. And it uh, it worked. I used that for quite a long time. And then it it broke. I don't know, the wiring got um, moved around one too many times, and it stopped working right. So um, after that, what I did was I just took um, pairs of headphones that had stopped working in one side, and I would uh, just use those. I stuff a head like a little earbud or something under the pillow. And um, that would supply me with the audio. And, you know, it's not great sound, but it's just enough where it will help me go to sleep. Or if I find myself with insomnia during the night, I can lie there and listen for a while and uh, be somewhat entertained and hopefully go back to sleep sometime after that. 
Um, so what I'm using the Raspberry Pi for is to give a, an audio source. Now, for the longest time, what I used was, um, well, first I started out um, with a clock radio that had a headphone output jack. <clears throat> and I would just listen to either AM or FM radio, whatever station I wanted to listen to. I would uh, just turn the radio on, and it would go through the uh, earbud that I had under my speaker. I went through a couple of clock radios. The last one was a Memorex device that had stereo output, and uh, it was okay. But it, I, I got where I didn't like it because something the way it was constructed was it was out of some kind of like soft, rubbery kind of plastic uh, on the surface, and it got it real tacky and sticky. So I didn't like touching it anymore. So I, I gave it to Goodwill. And um, so since then, I haven't had anything. For a while, I would use my phone to stream. <clears throat> some kind of audio source, like my favorite is ESPN Radio. ESPN is the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Um, goes back all the way to the late 70s, and it's a sports thing. And now it uh, mostly has sports talk, or sometimes it'll stream play-by-play um, -play action for live sporting events and stuff like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. The problem with using my phone was that... Uh, in the morning when I got up, I would uh, like to you know grab my phone to um, put in my pocket, and I would pull out the um, the plug, forgetting that I needed to stop the radio before I did so, or else the radio would just keep playing over the speaker, and that would wake up my wife, and she'd be unhappy with me. And so I, I wanted a like a standalone device to stream um, the radio, and so for a while then I used these little portable radios that I've got, little uh, Sony Walkman AM FM radios, and they work okay, but again, you can only use over-the-air radio, and uh, they run on batteries, and so I'd constantly have to recharge these rechargeable um, either AAA or AA batteries, depending on which radio I was using, and so I thought, man, I, wouldn't it be cool if I could just set up one of my spare Raspberry Pis, of which I had three, there were three Raspberry Pis just sitting in a box doing nothing. Um, I should set one of those up to be a device to stream radio. And it would have happened a lot sooner if I'd been able to find the right URL for the radio stream that I wanted, which was ESPN Radio. It used to be not that hard to get that. Um, back in, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, it seemed like they would just publish the URL for the MP3 feed, and you could uh, use any number of things to stream it. But nowadays, you can you can stream ESPN Radio just fine on their website, but they bury the URL somewhere deep in some kind of script, and it's really hard to get to. Um, but um, I recently decided to give it another go, and I found the URL by using a little helper app on uh, the Firefox browser. There's uh, an extension called Video Download Helper. And most people use it to uh, find the address of videos so that they can download them and view them offline. But it also works to find the URL of just about any media that's playing on the page. And so uh, when I went to the ESPN Radio playback website, I think it actually redirected to TuneIn, uh, and played the station, and then I, I clicked on the little video download helper icon and... Uh, followed the little menu links to find a URL that what that it told me was the URL for the audio that was playing. And then I, I found when I went to a command line and typed in CVLC, that's the command line VLC version, 
followed by that URL, it actually played the same radio stream. And so that's that was like the missing piece I needed to be able to set up a headless Raspberry Pi next to my bed and have it play ESPN radio for me. So um, I guess a little bit about the hardware. I'm using a Raspberry Pi Model 2, uh, Raspberry Pi 2 Model B. So I believe it's the one that's got one gigabyte of RAM and a slightly better processor than the original Raspberry Pi had. The other two Pis that I have were the um, earlier one with only 512 megabytes of RAM. And when I've used the Raspberry Pi before for various applications, I'd always put Raspbian on it, but this time I decided to try Ubuntu Server. And so uh, that, that actually went really smoothly. There's a, there's a page on, I don't know, the Ubuntu website or somewhere, or maybe some, I forget where I got the instructions, but it's very, very easy to get the Ubuntu Server onto your Raspberry Pi and get it running. Um, I had to do a couple of things to get the Wi-Fi working. I use a little Wi-Fi adapter called, let's see, it's a Panda wireless USB Wi-Fi adapter. I think it was one of those ones that the, uh, one of like Adafruit Industries or someone like that recommended for use with the Raspberry Pi. It was maybe 10 or $12. <clears throat> and I found a web page somewhere where somebody gives you the code that you need to put in the slash Etsy slash interfaces configuration file and then also in the WPA supplicant configuration to make it automatically connect to your Wi-Fi network. And that was also very easily done. Um, what else? I use... I did not use the default audio output on the Raspberry Pi. It does actually have a 3.5 millimeter um, output socket, but I use a USB audio interface that was also maybe eight to ten dollars, and I've got a link to that in the show notes to show which one I use, because it it seems like at least with the original Raspberry Pi, the audio quality was very uneven. Sometimes it was just straight up terrible, and other times it was okay. But with this very cheap USB audio interface, uh, the audio sounds great. Um, and so I set up the Raspberry Pi to connect automatically to my Wi-Fi network when it's turned on. And then <clears throat> once I found the URL for the radio feed that I wanted, I would save that in a script in my home bin, so the, my home binary folder, and make sure that that folder is in the path for, um, for my user. And uh, the, the player that I use is not, uh, I, I mentioned CLV, CVLC for testing the audio URL, and that worked fine, but I wanted something that did not pull in a bunch of dependencies the way VLC does when, does when you try to install it, uh, because I, I really wanted no graphical interface to be installed on the Raspberry Pi. And so what I used instead is a package called MPG123, and uh, that is an excellent little command line player that can play any kind of audio file, and it can also play audio streams. And so um, I, I see that the command that I put in the show notes here is mpg123-pulse, and I, I must have also had to install Pulse Audio in order to um, make things work correctly. I, I forget exactly what was not working before I installed Pulse, but anyway, Pulse doesn't 
uh, pull in too many packages and uh, it all worked fine. I, I didn't want to get the system too bloated because I was using only a four gigabyte SD card to run um, you know, for the whole thing. Um, so the command to play the uh, audio stream is mpg123-pulse space dash q that's the quiet flag and then a space and that's followed by the url for the feed and then i put another space and an ampersand so that it will run this in the background and go back to the command prompt and um that worked just fine um so once i had gotten it where i could make the raspberry pi play the stream i wanted i um saved those audio, you know, the, the stream playback commands into little scripts, just very, very like one line bash scripts, uh, with the name of the radio feed that I wanted. So this one is called ESPN. And when I type ESPN, it uh, runs that command. So I'm going to do it right now, just from my laptop. This is not from the raspberry Pi that's at home. I'm in my office right now, but this does the same thing. So I type ESPN, press enter. And you can hear there the guys, talking heads, um, talking about sports. The goaltend that cost Portland at least an opportunity to beat. Okay, and then uh, at least when I'm on my laptop, I can do Control-C to get out of it. Or if it was running in the background, the way I stop it is P-Kill space MPG, and that will kill whatever process um, is associated with MPG. Uh, there's also the local public radio station here, KRVS, that's right here on campus down the road, about three blocks from my office. If I tape KRVS and press enter, we hear, this is Saturday morning, so we hear Zydeco music. Okay, and I've got a few other, the radio station I worked at in Austin, Texas, KMFA is a classical station, so if I tape... Do P kill MPG to kill that one. Okay, so I, I've got four or five different streams uh, set up. Most of the time, I use ESPN radio, but I do like other things. And um, so I've got several different radio feeds set up as scripts. Most of them just have um, four letters, uh, the the call number, call letters for their stations that I can easily remember because I'm familiar with the stations. And um, so the the Raspberry Pi is running headless with no keyboard or anything attached and i've got it uh, i put a couple of pictures in a little um photo gallery for you and i've mounted it on the back of my bedside table i've got a little nightstand next to my bed and i mounted it on the back by putting the raspberry pi inside its little case and then that is inside a chinese takeout container that is stapled to the back (laughs) it's pretty low budget but it works well and uh, you might be amused to look at the picture of that. Um, so the Pi is, it's the power source plugged into the power cable goes around the back of the nightstand and into the wall. And then on the other side is the audio cable that goes out and under my pillow. So that, that works really, really well to play the radio. Now, in order to start the radio stream going, uh, since there's no keyboard attached, I have to SSH into it. So I could use either my laptop or... I use my phone <clears throat> using an app on Android called ConnectBot, and uh, the ConnectBot is a little um, 
terminal emulator that you can use to SSH into stuff. And so I save the um, connection info for the Raspberry Pi as one of my presets, and it, it logs right in because I use a, a SSH key authentication. And um, so I can log in on my phone and type the command to start ESPN radio and then just put my phone down and it starts playing the uh, radio stream. Now, one other thing that I did to this, since I wanted to be able to listen to ESPN the radio, uh, ESPN radio it, more times than just when I was lying down in bed, um, instead of uh, going directly out of the audio interface to my pillow, I put an audio splitter there. And so the, the splitter, one half of the splitter will go to the earbud that's going to my pillow. And the other half I have going to a little FM transmitter that I use. I, I used to use it uh, plugged into my satellite radio so that I could have that um, broadcasting to my little portable radios that I'd carry around on my belt and listen to stuff. And so uh, one half of the splitter goes to the pillow, the other half to a little FM transmitter by C. Crane. I've got a link to it in the show notes, so you can look at it if you want. But it's the same kind of device that a lot of fitness clubs use when you're on your, I don't know, ellipticals or exercise bikes or whatever, and you've got like eight TVs in front of you showing different uh, TV channels, and they'll have little um, radio call numbers for you to tune in if you want to hear the audio for the TV. Uh, well, on the back of those TVs will be a little FM transmitter that tells you what frequency and that uh, broadcasts at whatever frequency. So mine broadcasts at a certain unused frequency locally so that I can um, listen on my little uh, portable AM FM radio to the uh, feed so I can walk all around my house. It, it goes all around my whole house and plus a little bit out in the yard. I can hear the um, ESPN radio feed. Now we do actually have a local ESPN radio affiliate here in Lafayette, Louisiana, but at least half of the time, they don't have the national feed that I like to listen to. They've got local guys talking about local sports issues, which sometimes are interesting to me, but most of the time I'd rather hear what they're talking about nationally. Um, is there anything else to talk about with this? Um, I don't think so. That, that's pretty much it. So I, I, I hope you found it interesting. That This is how I'm using my Raspberry Pi now. I'm, I'm glad to put it back to use because uh, for the longest time I had three Raspberry Pis just sitting in a box not being used for anything. And so now one of them uh, gets used uh, pretty much 24-7 streaming uh, radio content. And so I think that's, that's pretty much that. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that, and I will talk to you again about some other topic. This has been John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. 
unless otherwise stated. Today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.